Good evening and welcome to the sports show. It's your boys Hanif and Wajid yet again. Right, so we've got another special guest with us. We've got a professional boxer from Rochdale known as the Diabetic Kid. I give you Muhammad Ali. Muhammad, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks Wajid. Thank you for having me on your show, Hanif. I meant to say. <laughs> no problem, no problem at all. So you're four and oh. Talk to me about your nickname, the Diabetic Kid. How did that come about? First of all, I'm the first diabetic to get a boxing professional boxing license in the UK and in the world and my journey with with the diabetes started at the age of five and I've been involved in sports since a young age got into boxing from around the in my teenage years 13 14 and I've had a lot of problems you know getting my boxing license as an amateur we overcame the hurdle and I managed to get my amateur boxing license had 30 odd fights decent and then in the professional ranks I was supposed to make my professional boxing debut in 2015 and that came to a halt due to me being diabetic and the British Board of Boxing Control denying my license you know with no medical reason given and uh, my manager Asad Shamim he came on board got a legal team together the endocrinologist uh, professor not professor uh, Dr Ian Gallen came on board we got a great team together he worked with the likes of uh, Sir Steve Redgrave we fought and fought and got my license in 2018 of June and since then I've had four fights four wins and we're on to my fifth one on the 3rd of August fantastic someone who's already fighting before he even gets into the ring Wajid it's a, it's it's constant po- it's it's what we've heard though constantly about the politics in boxing it just seems like it's never ending it was discrimination do you know for example we celebrate Eid our Christmas yeah and uh, Assad he's a family friend do you know firstly he's a family friend then he's my boxing manager right okay we also we, we sit on the table and we tend to talk about how we're getting on in life I out of respect I call Assad Uncle Assad so Uncle Assad said to me so what what's going on with the boxing and I said you know I went back into the amateurs because they put us you know a stop to me turning professional so I went back into the amateurs and he asked me like what's going on and he said look we can get your license this is discrimination we spoke on the topic and next minute you know I remember Eid was in October and he likes to move fast and you know I've not even had my license a year and I've had four fights already and we're moving at a fast pace he goes um uh, Uncle Asad says, I'll get back to you in a couple of weeks, leave this with me. Next thing you know, we're doing a peaceful protest at Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker's fight. And Joshua's father comes in and joins in in the, pro- in the protest with us. Within four, four weeks post the peaceful protest, I've got my boxing licence and we've taken off for an hour now. Right then, let's take you back to your childhood. Let, uh, tell us what you were like as a kid growing up in Rochdale, I believe. Yeah. Best town in the world. So how I got into boxing was, at the time, I'm a big you know, sports fan. As a youngster, when I became diabetic, exercise has been part of my lifestyle now, you know, to control my sugar, sugar levels in a good manner. And you know, working around my diet, burning off the calories. Got involved in football and got involved in cricket, rugby, play. I think I've played every sport you can name, even golf. And I was a good, actually a good footballer. I played, you know, up to under 15s. I watched Ricky Atten when he fought Costa Zou. I was at the uh, MEN arena when they fought the American time because they had to shut the arena at 12 a.m. You know, due to American time. Yeah. And Costa Zou said, I'll fight in Manchester if you do the fight American time though. Okay. So they fought around 3 a.m. and I remember being there. And then watching the Olympians you know, coming along and 
said to me, my dad, look, I want to go into boxing. Let me have a try. He said, no, you know, looking at my health, you know, being diabetic. And he said, no, you'll end up, you know, hurting yourself. Muhammad Ali's got brain injuries, you know, Parkinson's. Yeah. And uh, I don't want you ending up like that. So I said to my mum, kept nagging her, you know. My mum's the feisty one. And I said to her, like, you know, she could drive. So take me to the gym, take me to the gym. She took me up behind my dad's back. And next week, you know, they phoned my dad my boxing coaches and saying look Ali is ready to box we need to get him his medical done you know we've got to have an annual medical you know a check on your body yeah. every year done my medical and boxing license gets denied and then speaking to doctors get my license and started boxing from there I w- it was my first year at college I studied sports studies at college and then from college I uh, won a few you know tournaments I won the Haringey Box Cup won the Celtic Box Cup won the university championships. I went to Edgehill University and studied sports studies. Got a scholarship at Edgehill University from boxing, winning them a national title, and then turned pro, got my boxing license denied in 2015. And Uncle like came to my rescue and we managed to get my license. Going back and forth for a few years, it was a three-year battle with the British Body Boxing Control. You know, going back and forth with medical letters and then replying going back and forth we ended up with my license and now we're here in your studio talking about the story <laughs> so which gym did you start off in berry amateur boxing club is it still there yeah yeah and what producing part is, champions what, okay uh what which champions has it produced who has it produced scott quick myself uh many boxers many. awesome and what impact has that boxing gym had on the local community massive i think sports is the best thing to do if you want to take you know young children not even children even adults let's forget crime let's bring health into the, the into ring the, in, in, <laughs> not even into the ring let's just bring health into sport it, it, it helps reduce mental health not even just mental health just helps better your health for example me being diabetic if it wasn't for sport i'd be in a bad state right now so i think anybody suffering from any condition be it asthma be it diabetes any other you know cancer get obesity get involved in sport it'll change your life even oh. if you're suffering from depression tyson fury's you know, shown to the world how it's changed his life, boxing us. Definitely. Thank you for the kind words, uh, Heath Woolett, Derig. Um, I believe that's someone who you know, maybe someone from Rochdale. Okay, so we know a little bit about your childhood and the impact boxing has had and Rochdale itself. Talk to me about becoming a pro boxer, the process of that. So you've faced a lot of obstacles of uh, when it came to sitting a medical and going through the British Border Boxing Associations, was there anything else which you thought, you know, these are just hurdles that every boxer has to face? So you've got medical, I believe you have to pay a fee, a licensing fee, uh, which I don't know how much it is. You also need a coach, someone who's dedicated and willing to help you grow in the sport. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. Do you know, the coach has to be dedicated as a fighter, hungry for success. In boxing, if you're not hungry, I think you're doing the, you're taking part in the wrong sport or in the wrong activity because boxing is the hurt business. And I've got a very hungry manager. He's sat in the back now. I think he's itching his head. He's hungry there, but he's hungry for success. And you need people like that. You know, for example. We were setting off for your podcast today and I was a few minutes late home. I heard a lecture for the first five minutes of the journey. 
you know, this is such and such a reason why you should be early. I think having hungry people around you will only bring the best out of you. Definitely. And positive people. You need positive energy. For example, if I've got negative energy around me, it may rub off on me and my eye may go down that route, you know, <coughs> with the negative person. Do you know, and always a negative, you can turn it into a positive. And I'd like to, do you know, show people you know for example with diabetes i could have buried my head under sand and called boxing a day but i had a good person in uh, uncle esther who's lifted me and said get your head together get your backside in gear and off you go get to the gym and i got back stuck in the gym and you may have watched my yeah. previous fights and what have. have you thought about them you're someone who's up and coming someone who's hungry yeah. i'd personally like to see you go lo- longer rounds yeah you know once eight rounds ten rounds that's so when you see the true skill of a boxer. <laughs> I know you're you're only one year in, and yeah. I think that's when we'll see the real Muhammad yeah, Ali. Yeah, absolutely. So we appreciate you coming, you guys coming down. Well, you totally, like to totally you lost me. I was just uh, mesmerized by what you were saying. I, I have a. I want to talk about you know your diabetes. Yeah. And the drug testing that's that goes behind that because you said it was a three year battle. Yeah. But surely with you, obviously with you having, I presume you take insulin. Insulin. Shot? Yeah. 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 So in bodybuilding, I know insulin shots are used yeah. very, very pro- yeah. pro- profusely for yeah, 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 uh, muscle yeah. building. How are the insulin shots that you take monitored by the Boxing Association? Uh, it's, uh, for example, your body produces insulin because your pancreas is lively. Yeah, yeah. And how you become diabetic is when your pancreas isn't working and producing insulin. Insulin controls your sugar levels inside your body. And I've got to take a jab to control the sugar levels yeah. I'm consuming. If I don't inject insulin to, into my body... I'll end up you know, in an unhealthy yeah. manner. Uh, my, co- my cousin's a type 1 diabetic as well, and he's suffered from hyperglycemia shock yeah. because, of his, because of his sugar levels and stuff. Dropping. Yeah. My, my question is more on the basis that did the British board kind of monitor like your level, uh, like what sort um, of levels of shots yeah. you're taking or how high the dosages are? Because if they were so um, adamant that you shouldn't get your license. I were given no medical reason. Oh, you weren't given a medical Zero reason? Zero medical right. reason. Okay you know for why i'm not being given a boxing license right i was just given zero reasons how well do you control your sugars then generally through a year given you go through camp or out of camp or during ramadan how much your sugars fluctuate i'm sponsored by a company called freestyle libra right they've given me it's a monitor which is half the size of my iphone and i've got a sensor just below my hip and Mm. i scan over it and it shows my sugar levels right. if they're staying consistent, if they're dropping, if they're you know raising. Yeah. That's how I control my sugar right. levels. So sorry, my cousin has like a small uh, omnipod. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, I've can't. got to inject. Right, you do you because, have to inject? Yeah, yeah, because right, okay. you've got to place that on your stomach, yes, on your yeah, abdominals. Yeah, yeah. But I've got it. I can't if I get a body shot. That omnipod's flying away. Right. So I inject, and that works better for me. But as I control my insulin, uh, as I control my diet in a good manner, yeah. my reduction of my insulin intake reduces so it works a bonus for me for example i think diabetes and if anyone's suffering from diabetes get involved in boxing because boxing consists of weight categories and if i'm eating good foods i'll stay within my weight category or it'll be easy for me to make the weight category and consuming good foods again it'll only help control my sugar levels in a good manner so I think boxing and diabetes work hand in hand. That, 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 thank you very much. Like I said, I was more interested. No, no, I was, fire I was, the shots. Uh, I, was, I, I, was I was just intrigued because, like I said, insulin's massive in the bodybuilding community yeah, yeah. when they mix it with uh, HCG, HC, yeah. which obviously it increases muscle growth like, yeah. like no means. So I was just wondering if it 
No, if, no, no. My, I'm, not, I'm only taking small dosages because, like you mentioned, hypoglycemia. If I take yeah. the wrong intake, yeah, I'll be in. You'll, you'll crash. You'll I, end up in yeah, hypoglycemic in shock. And yeah, you, yeah, I might end up in a coma, yeah. and that'll be the end of boxing. Are the British board monitoring you closely since they were so reluctant? To give you your license, are they look? I, do, I wouldn't do, do, say. Do you think they're looking for an excuse to take your license no, off you? No, 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 they're not. I've got to be, you know, speaking the truth. They're not. But I've raised my game in monitoring my diabetes because I want to become the first world champion. You know, being diabetic, diabetic. I want to create history once again. We've created history once. I want to create history again, and I'm monitoring my diabetes in a in a good manner and very closely because I've got to keep my health intact. You know, I've got to stay healthy. For example, if I have suffered from a hypoglycemia I'll be setting myself back yeah I'll be taking a few steps back rather than going forwards have any people reached out to you who were diabetic and that wanted to become boxers oh many we've get, we get uh, loads of emails don't we yeah they've asked for advice and like I said I put the man who helped me I just forward them to him and he speaks direct we give I give back to for example if anybody's suffering from diabetes and needs any help just fire your questions across to me you can go on my website www.mohammedaliboxing.com or my social networks my email how to contact me it's all on the website and I'd love to help people and give back no awesome how difficult or easy was it for someone in your position in approaching businesses and i'm assuming asking for sponsorship that fighting because obviously i'd, I'd like to ask support. you a question now go in on, 2015 then. i got my license denied right done dusted boxing finished 2018 i got my license back and in that three-year gap my head was not in the game <laughs> i was i w- you d- you wouldn't be calling me in your you know in your office for an interview back then and it was over for me it was done dusted it was very very difficult because when we originally applied for my license i got a one line reply back from the british border boxing controls the words were at this moment in time due to you being diabetic can't give you a license have they put something in place now for uh, yeah a protocol for people in the future who want to become pro boxers is there something in place now as a result of you being the first one yeah you like yeah. diabetic people can't box yeah we've set the protocol so there's a procedure to follow so if you contact the british border boxing control they'll get it over to, you know across to you all right okay that's awesome there's a procedure to follow so there is as long as you're healthy you're ready to rumble all right brilliant so another process of becoming a pro is selling tickets how do you find how do you find that uh, we've had we've had like a mixture of results in selling tickets and I'd like people to come and support me because I'm the first diabetic and being the first diabetic I just don't want to be known as oh he's the diabetic boxer I want to be known as he's the champion he is the first diabetic to become a champion in boxing that's how I want to be known so I need the support of people I'm boxing on the 3rd of August so I'd like people you know to contact myself like I said you can go on my website www mohammedaliboxing.com and purchase your tickets <coughs> direct off my website and it's very important that I get the support at the start of my career because we'll be travelling all around England and across you know internationally very very soon I can't make the announcement 
at the moment I let my manager do that I, I only do the boxing and he does all the deals you know behind the scenes and we're not too far away from going across the pond to box let's talk about sorry that. so sorry, going go back to the tickets it's very important that we grow the fan base and go to shows together because it brings a second wind out of me not only as a business aspect of the sport but as a fighter your fans getting behind you making noise if I get into trouble get hurt in a fight sometimes you know people shouting getting behind you lifts you gives you that drive to get yourself back together to win a fight and it's very important you know i have a strong fan base anybody watching the podcast this show live please get on board and follow my journey with me it's no. not your ordinary journey it's an extraordinary journey i want to talk about your training schedule yeah um at this moment in time are you uh, what you what do you weigh at the moment do it in kilos okay, so, so about 72 and a half kilo and what's your fighting weight at the minute i'm boxing at 11 stone and what how many right, how many kilos of that budget what are we talking it's about 70 about 70 about 60 69 68 no no not 68 no no it's, uh, it's about, 70, about 70 kilo 70 yeah, kilo. so you're a couple of pounds kilo. over yeah look after yourself post fighting like in terms yeah. of your weight or do you let yourself go no no i don't let myself go i do i like i look up to the likes of joshua and chris eubank jr they're always training and i like my body body burning you know, being in training all year round for example when i've not got a fight coming up i go and play badminton okay with my manager he's a good player badminton i go swimming play five-side football but your ankles get bitten away sometimes so i've got to be careful on the football pitch but i'm always i love being involved in sport and staying in shape Okay. I like you know keeping my abs awesome so you, so you, so you're playing different sports to keep yeah, fit yeah yeah and to, to keep fit yeah keep your mind busy i like uh, hiking do you? Yeah. all right brilliant uh, i love hiking to be fair what do you enjoy the nutritional aspect of uh, being a boxer because it can't have I, a mental impact can't it? Because i enjoy my food <laughs> but do you enjoy your food when you're training for a fight yeah yeah, because I get to eat good foods. Do you know, for example, when, I, when I'm like I'm in training now for my next fight, which is five weeks away today, I'm eating good foods. I'm eating home fresh cooked food. My, my vegetables are fresh as well. My chicken, my lamb, fish, everything's absolutely fresh. So, for example, when I have a cheat meal, you know, post-fight, my stomach ups, goes upset. You know, I end up throwing up. Do you know, I have a hard time on the toilet as well. Like, and I feel as though when I'm not eating good foods, body, you know, goes down. Feel horrible, lethargic. You're probably the only boxer that we've yeah. interviewed as of late to no. say that you still look after yourself. Horse. Honestly, that's the truth. Fight, I love my desserts. Fighting. I love my desserts. I'm a dessert man rather than eating a main course. I'd rather eat a dessert. But when I do do that, it has a big impact on my, you know, on my body. I feel slow and lethargic. Okay. No, Makes a makes a refreshing change that. So you're probably you're following in the steps, uh, footsteps of Joshua, uh, Eubank Judy, and one of my favourites, uh, Floyd uh, Mayweather Jr., yeah, who's a, always stayed fit. Yeah, and uh, around his weight. Yeah, he's always around his weight. He could box tomorrow if he wants. Yeah, I remember he fought Conor McGregor. They was playing basketball or yeah, something the day after. Just staying fit. Yeah. It just surprises me that he's obviously built the um, he's obviously built the program that you have to follow to be. For, Successful, Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you there. I, I'm a historian okay. of boxing. I love, you know, studying old boxers. Look at Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, he's the oldest world champion. A few years ago, he was 52 or 53. And in between the mi minute rest, in between rounds, he was doing press ups. Remember against the fight? Um, who did he box now? In Canada, it wasn't Chad Dawson. Jane Pascal. 
Yeah. And he, in the rest, he was doing press-ups. Come on, he was 52 in that fight, Bernard Hopkins, and he started boxing at the age of 27. And it just shows, looking after your body, you can go on forever. Floyd Mayweather, he's another prime example. Look after your body and you can do absolutely anything you want in life. Do you know, just keep, you can keep pushing yourself as long as you're consuming the right fuel. Why do you think a lot of fighters um, let themselves go? Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Not staying disciplined. I was watching, well, one of the lads in the boxing gym, he said 50 Cent doesn't like hanging around with Floyd Mayweather. They hang out day and night, but Floyd does not miss a training session and 50 Cent couldn't keep up with him. Do you know, he's, uh, do you know after a long day out, he's going for a five-mile run. He said the man is, do you know, phenomenal. He's insane you know training you know after such a long day and that just shows why he's undefeated and why all his boxers look up to floyd mayweather and it he just says you know be disciplined so what's a so what's a regular training week for you then what would it consist of running strength work boxing sp- uh, you know pad work working on skill uh, sparring can you give us an That's example really. of working on skill? What do you mean by that? Uh, for example, you know, counter-punching, this counter-punching, okay. so when somebody, f- like, throws Marquez a jab, against Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. He timed that right hand perfectly, didn't he, when he put his lights yeah. out. So, working on counter-punching like Marquez, uh, working on the back foot like Floyd Mayweather. You know, he, he works beautifully on the back foot like Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard works lovely on the back foot. And then coming forward, you know, like Andy Ruiz did in an educated manner against Josh Come on, you've got to give him credit where it's due. I know he beat uh, our national hero in Anthony Joshua. I don't think he's just a national hero. He's an international hero, Every a great role model. He's taken the defeat in such a fantastic manner. He's given his props to Andy Ruiz. And I was in shock, like, just watching his footwork. Andy Ruiz's footwork, he was, the way he was taking inch setbacks from Joshua when he was throwing his jabs and then countering him with the backhand and you know working at a good energy you know working at a good pace he wasn't wasting any shots he was making each shot count you know against Joshua and working on your footwork that's uh, working on skill uh, working on your defence working on the front foot coming forward getting educated yeah. all the time at this that's young it, man really. we're just getting educated I like, could listen to you all day like you're, you're a big football fan or yeah. coach like Ronaldo's footwork is totally different to Lionel Messi's isn't it yes and if you look at Mike Tyson's footwork and you look at Manny Pacquiao's two different styles in it yeah. and that's how you can you know develop your skill like Lomachenko look at his feet they work differently to Manny Pacquiao's and your Tyson's and you can pick up little little things from each boxer the boxer that tends to have the better footwork does tend to Wins do really fights, well yeah. Andy Ruiz's footwork was beautiful against Joshua's how, how long does it take to develop that type of footwork? What what do you have to do? What are you doing for your for improving That's your totally footwork? That's totally different for everybody. It's, it comes down to how fast do you learn. So, for example, with me, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I don't really know. I'm, we can only ask my coach, you know, am I a fast learner? Am I a slow learner? No, but do you do any drills when it comes to footwork? Or yeah, do you concentrate yeah, more on yeah, the pad no, work? And we, we do a lot of power. drills on footwork. You know, working on the ladders, when doing pad work with the coach, you know, keeping an eye on the feet rather than, you know, using the hands. Working on movement, uh, inspiring. Does he, does he measure your uh, your speed uh, when it comes to the ladder? Like how, many, no, how quick no, you're no, doing? No, no, it's just... It's because how, do, how do you measure flat, your speed then? Does it's it not, it's not about working the, on speed. The spa. It's working on uh, how you're moving away. Okay. Yeah. How are you moving so you off? You move away and jab. And yeah, but yeah. but like you've just mentioned, speed. It depends what what combination am I going to throw? Am I going to throw six punches? Then I will have to be, you know, quick. 
to get out of the way. But if I'm going to throw a power shot, I've got to get in there, you know, fast and let my hands go and make sure I'm twisting into the shots. I wanted to ask you, are you a full-time boxer or do you work as well? No, a full-time boxer. You're a full-time boxer. Yeah. boxer. Okay. That's I'm taking good. it seriously because in boxing, one hiccup can cause a major setback. No, definitely. I've uh, had three years taken away from me. I don't want any more years taken away from me. What kept you going? What, what, I what was give it hope. about those three years? I want to give hope. But uh, what, what got me going was that man sat in the back. I can't see him though, Wadjid. <laughs> yeah, he gave me hope. Like I said, I've got positive energy around me. My father, my brother, uh, Uncle Asad, Uncle Asad's son, Hamad, my mother, uplifted me. Listen, you can do it. If you be the first diabetic to do it, you'll bring thousands on. And them people will look up to you and give you good energy. So do it. Show hope. Give back. Give give hope to not only people suffering from diabetes, people who are suffering from mental health or who are not even on the right path. You know, in life, some people have a bit of a negative time and then show, give them hope that not to give up in life, never give up on your dreams. They're always achievable. So during those three years, were you solely focused on the case of getting your professional license or did you go back to the amateurs to kind of keep your skills sharp? I went back into the amateurs, <coughs> but my father, he made me work and I started working. I'm, I'm a graduate in sports studies. Right. I've got two one sports studies from Edgehill University and I could have gone down the teaching route. It wasn't September. When the teaching season starts is September time and it was around October. So I was in the middle of... Uh, no, I, I graduated, but it was like there were no vacancies available. And I thought, you know what? From October time to about July, when you start applying for the jobs, I'll just take over by PT and going into PT industry. So I did the course and started the work as a PT and it was hard work it showed me reality basically when when you've got to get up six o'clock in the morning sometimes five o'clock in the morning for a client go back home have your breakfast come back for the next client at 9 a.m and then 10 a.m go back home your day my day was never ending had clients at 7 p.m in the night and my day was just never coming to an end i thought well when i get that boxing license i'm not letting go i'm gonna give it my all no awesome it's really inspiring and well done to you let's talk about your uh, amateur career how many amateur fights did you have uh, i had 35 amateur fights how many of them did you win 30 30 okay yeah that's pretty decent that's re- really as good an amateur it's good yeah, yeah yeah no that's fine um did you think to yourself you needed more fights or were you told that you were ready to become a pro or did you feel that you were ready to become um, a pro i won a tournament in london called the Harringay box cup and uh, i remember uh, uncle Lessa coming over to my house I don't know what was taking place at the time. There was some big fight happening at the time. And we'd like watch boxing and football together. We used to play football together, okay. five-a-side football. And um, Uncle came over to the house and I came back from training and Uncle's like, what are you up to? And I said, I've got a big tournament in London on the weekend. So Uncle joking around with me goes, you better win it because I'm going to be dancing on the street. I'm going to wake the street up when you come back as a, you know, as a champion from, from the Harringay box. Cup, but if you lose, don't come back on the street because I'll end up, you know, you know, embarrassing you. <laughs> to put it in a good way, you got guys, come on, you're hosts and you're involved in the media. When a boxer loses, come on, the media jump at him, don't they? Jump at him or her. I think boxing. Uh, it's a very I think they look sport. at it the wrong way. If a yeah. boxer takes a loss, I think they yeah. need to follow the MMA rule where if give a, him a if chance a, to a, come if back. If an athlete does take a loss, yeah. they can still come back from it. Like AJ is taking a loss, and I believe he can come back. Most definitely. I I don't think it's a bad thing, but because Floyd Mayweather has revolutionized the sport in his way and he said, I've never been beat. Now every boxer feels that they have to follow, they have to yeah. follow that um, that path. And 
you know, the, some of the greatest boxers of all time have have lost yeah. like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. And I think boxers should not concentrate that. I think it's about providing great fights for the fans. Yeah. And it's like entertainment. Yeah, it's entertainment. entertainment. And, and that's what it's all about so for, for me. That's how I look at it. What happens is the year before Chris Eubank Jr. had won the Haringey Box Cup, it's a massive international tournament. Get to the final and Uncle Us, and surprise, surprise, turned up to Alexandra Palace. Okay. It was a you know, famous venue. And it turns up and uh, I win my fight and we've come back to Rochdale and Uncle said, look, you know, I've seen that you can, you know, make some noise in the pro game. Let's switch over. So that's when we applied for the British Boxing. No, I can't, he said, have a few more fights. And then I ended up in Ireland going into the Celtic Box Cup. I won that. Went in the University Championships, uh, won them. And he said, come on, it's time to turn over. And I was training with some professional boxers at the time. And we turned over and got denied our license and never gave up. And Have you suffered any major injuries as an amateur? No, no. Never suffered any injuries. No hairline fractures or no, anything? No, no, nothing. I wouldn't I wouldn't be given a license if I, you know, suffered any of them injuries. You can't, I don't think you can have any hairline fractures. Is it, uh, isn't it called a hairline, what's it called? Um, it's not a hairline fracture. Uh, on knuckles? No, just, no, um, my hands are Any, no, any no, soreness or no, any broken no, knuckles wood, or anything? No, nothing. All right, so you, so, all right, okay, so that's good. So you've not, you've not suffered any no, injuries as no. of late. As an amateur, what education was given by the British Board uh, of Boxing when it came, when it came to nutrition and making weight? Um, do you know the harsh thing about boxing is you've got to do absolutely everything yourself. Do you know, like for example, strength training. You've got to do it yourself. You've got to do your nutrition, everything yourself. It's between you and your coach. If your coach can advise you, that's a bonus. Or you've got to do your own research. <coughs> or, you know, fund yourself. Job employing a nutritionist. Uh, do, you, do you have a nutritionist or have you... Yeah, right. yeah. I've been working so with what, what is your What does your coaching team consist of? Uh, I've how, got a nutritionist, how, I've got a strength coach yeah. and I've got a boxing coach. Right. Are you going to add on to that or do you feel that's a strong enough base that you got for the time? Uh, we just go by each performance you know by every performance that's how we and are all three of them in your corner during fights or is it strictly your boxing coach uh, my boxing coach and my physio be in the corner i'm presuming he loosens you up during yeah 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 the, yeah, the fight, physio yeah. warms me up yeah he, he takes me through all you know procedure how, how long has the physio been part of your team physio i've had i'm in a new boxing camp now right and he's been since i've joined the camp in since January, so but f- so fairly fairly recently. No, then. but uh, since my debut, I've always had a new, you know, a physio right with me. Take me, take take me through your first fight. Nerves, oh, my first feelings. No, there's no nerves. Sejapuro, whatever it is. Andre uh, Sej- uh, uh, I can't pronounce his yeah, surname. I, can't I apologize. Either. So what happens on the? I've got my license, so I've been, you know, all the country getting behind me. England getting behind me. Ireland, all great bit, and Britain and people. I get messages from America, from Poland, Germany, around Europe, around the world. I get messages saying, "Good luck. How can you advise us on diabetes?" And all the best to you. The lead up to the fight, I've had the media in the gym with me from Monday to Friday. What was that like for you? It was something new. It was something new. ITV, Sky Sports, BBC, AOY Digital. You know, PTV Prime, or from the. Asian channel to the English channels everybody across the board and I coped with them well and uh, Sky Sports and all them channels followed me from my home up to my fight and I had 
my, my first fight was more of a street fight. It wasn't more of a boxing because I had a big buzz behind me. I had a lot of fans who turned up over 250 people and I fought their fight really. I got an easy win, but I could have performed much better. I guess I guess you have to get the first one out of the way just yeah. to... Yeah, you know, set don't forget it was three years I hadn't yeah. been in the ring, so there was a lot of ring rust. And yeah, I, I was sparring uh, Amir Khan at the time because he was making his uh, comeback, and that'll be a great fight, me and him, because we're both welterweights and we're both British as well. And um, we we had some great spars. And can you, can you give me a bit more than great spars? Yeah. Um, Did you knock him down? No, no, I didn't knock him down. He he was coming back for his uh, fight against Phil Greco, and okay. um, we had some tasty spars. Is he really quick? Is he uh, really got, what is it, what's his hand speed like now, or since or since you've been training with him? His hand speed. I wasn't really I, I wasn't really shocked to be honest with you. I found it you know quite normal to be honest because with you. that's what he's known for. Isn't he? his yeah, hand yeah, speed. his hand speed. But he must have been working on another aspect of training during them sessions because I wasn't really in shock with his hand speed. No, I found him normal. Found him absolutely normal. You, yeah. Yeah. You told me something off air about the fight with Ben Fields, and I think you should tell everyone uh, what you told me uh, before we came on the air. So when you fought Ben uh, Ben Fields, yeah. you took it on how much notice? Uh, Twelve hour notice. So what happened was I was uh, getting ready for Friday prayers. So we're getting ready for Friday prayers, and um, I remember being next to a microwave. I'm about to have my lunch, and uh, I get a call by my coach at the time, Alex Matvienko says Ali um, you're not fighting such and such a body you're fighting an undefeated lad tomorrow so I said um, alright yeah you know we've not cut any corners in training I don't like cutting corners in training anyway so I said we've had Alex said to me we've had great sparring you know it's going to be another good day for you so I said yeah happy days let's go and then I'm getting my food ready and I said phones me goes listen you're fighting an undefeated kid tomorrow and uh, watch what you're eating you know make sure you're eating good full of energy tomorrow we had a great fight uh, he was 3-0 and I was 2-0 and at the time and uh, I beat him what points. was that feeling like being someone who's got more wins than you and you uh, outclassing uh, woke me up do you know inside my body I've got to be switched on do you know for the fight I've got to put a good performance on I get a lot of respect for that fight because I was only in my third going into my third fight he's doing well like in his career and I went and got a great win over him no definitely what are your thoughts on facing journeymen how many fights do you think you're going to have facing journeymen I'm not sure I'll just leave that to my team do you know all I concentrate is on boxing I'm not bothered about the opponent I'm not a matchmaker I'm not a manager that's their job but but don't you think some records of uh, undefeated fighters are padded massively padded because yeah, of yeah. fighting journeymen and then they get found out but uh, like 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 I just gave an example in my only my third fight I fought an undefeated boxing Ben Fields and um, it was a good test and I think more boxers should fight the undefeated boxers and you know get wins or you know a good lesson you know learn something from the actual fight because you know for example you have an exam the revision is the training and then your exam is the actual fight and you should you know just learn from your mistakes and i made a lot of mistakes and i've learning from them but like i said it's the promoters and the managers who make the fights but the like we just spoke a few minutes ago if a boxer gets a loss it's a major setback he's wrote off everyone forgets about him anthony joshua is a prime example all the world were lifting him and now oh he's rubbish he's a bodybuilder but i think that in my opinion i think that's more because one no one gave 
Andrew Ruiz a chance, especially yeah. with the notice he took the fight on. Two, everyone was talking about how AJ. Yeah, but that's the everyone was talking. But everyone was talking about how AJ Tyson and Deontay Wilder were the three premium heavyweights of yeah. the division. Luis Ortiz would would you call an eight and in the A two class? Yeah. And Andy Ruiz Jr. was seen as lower than Big Baby Mil- than Big Baby yeah, Miller was. Yeah. So I don't think it's I don't think it's because Joshua's been written off because of the loss. I think it's the fact that this was a gimme fight, right? Because this was the this was the I'm in America, I'm here to set a precedence, yeah. especially after Deontay Wilder demolished uh, Dominic Brazil. Brazil, yeah, right? that's a great win. I guarantee that I more than likely that was probably on AJ's mind as well that he had to come out and make Better a show. Performance. Right. So I that's where I kind of disagree with you. I I understand What about oh, Danny Garcia then? We were talking about the AJ example. Yeah, that hence yeah. I was just defending the AJ example. I think I don't disagree with you with the Danny Garcia. Yeah. However, I did disagree with you with AJ and yeah. that's why I feel yeah, like yeah, I said well said. But I just think any boxer takes a loss. It's a major set. It's it, not it really. Is, Lewis took a loss. Yeah, he was brought built up. He was up there at the top. For example, if a boxer off the start of his career takes a loss, and like you mentioned, the ticket sales, people say oh, it's a waste of time. Do you know, if we buy tickets for his fight, he's just got beat. He won't really make it. Why should we spend money on such a such a body? So, so do you think that's why so many people pad their stats with journeyman? Yeah, then? and like the MMA we touched on, if a fighter in the MMA world takes a loss, he's he's not over. He's built up in the right way the promoters help that fighter whereas in the boxing world I feel as though if a boxer loses he's left to the side he's not being built back up you know to stay at that top level mm. whereas he's being put to the side more he's, uh, yeah I, 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 I disagree with harsh, it like for example if, if a boxer did take a loss but they were fighting good competition I would still go and watch yeah, you've got that person's yeah, fight because fight. they're fighting the best. Yeah, but that's how I see it. Maybe the maybe the boxing public need to review their thought process when Definitely. they are watching. But that's yeah. it. But, but then you're differentiating casual boxing fans to actual yeah. boxing fans. It, yeah, yeah. Because oh, boxing fans support. Yeah, the bo- they know it's a good fight because because I understand I understand what you talk about in terms of if you're lost you're knocked down and stuff. Yeah, but unfortunately, still in this country, while boxing is growing massively, the, the majority the majority of fight fans still are casual fight fans yeah yeah hence hence why i think in boxing especially it's more detrimental as you said if you take a if you take a loss yeah how do you see the progression in the casual fans becoming smarter in britain yeah in britain yeah yeah absolutely they want to see entertaining fights and 50 50 fights and giving fighters not a chance like chris eubank jr we all know he's a good fighter but he's been beat in two fights and he's come back and he's become a world champion again and fight fans have stayed behind him even the casuals have supported him like for example did you watch the George Groves fight very good yeah that I knew he was going to lose against yeah, George Groves because yeah. George Groves was bigger than him yeah and there's better boxer I think that was super middleweight as well yeah, yeah. He's, and he's that's not his weight category that. yeah he should be at middleweight yeah, I should think be. and um People got behind him. He's come back from that loss. Uh, he lost to Billy Joe as well, and he's my come f- back. One of my favorite fighters. Great fighter, isn't he? And he got beat off George Groves, but still, all the boxing boxing fans are behind him, and the casuals are saying he's a great fighter. How he goes about it in training. So, oh no, I was just gonna say we we quickly we do need to sign off. Um, unfortunately, due to it's flown by. The hour closing. We could, we could um, keep it for another if hour. If you just quickly want to promote your socials and and uh, people how they can get in contact with you for yeah. your next fight. Guys, stay in contact with me by visiting.
visiting my website www.mohammedaliboxing.com my next fight all the details are on there 3rd of August is my next fight in Oldham and I'd, I'd like all the Radio Sangam fans to come out and support me and you can purchase your tickets off my website and I'd like to thank Hanif and Wajid for inviting me to your show thank, thank you, you guys nice. just thank let you. us know when your fights are on if they're ever on a Sunday yeah. or a bank holiday that we can uh, we'll definitely love to come down thank you Brilliant. so much for coming thank down appreciate absolutely it. appreciate it we'll keep an eye just let us know when your fights are we'll basically promote your fight yeah. Brilliant. we'll, we'll try and we'll 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 yeah. definitely right. look forward to it thank fantastic. you fantastic me and Wajid will be back